0: You're so busy being busy. The Spirit of the Lord says stop, 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 and rest in me. Many are walking with the mask of fear. Many are walking with the mask of worry. I say take off the mask of fear. Take off the mask of worry and begin to praise me and begin to worship me. As for you say it; no one else can worship for you. I desire you in my presence, says the Spirit of the Lord. I desire that you give yourself to me. It's time you stop. It's time you rest. It's time you rest in my presence. It's time to sit and bask in my glory. For I hunger and I thirst and I desire for my children to be in my presence. This day I say, come, come, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you the rest. I will restore your spirit, says the Lord. the weapons of warfare warfare. because we have praise and we have worship the lost have nothing Pastor Lance as he prayed for the lost this morning claim them to Calvary today them into the kingdom today,
1: Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Father. We press this morning, we press into your presence, we press into the glory, Lord God. Hallelujah, Father. We worship you and we bless you. Thank you for your visitation this morning. We thank you for your manifest presence in this house. And Lord, even now and in this presence, we lift up our unsaved loved ones before you. We pray for them and cry out for them, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, save them, Lord, as we cry out, Lord, as we lift up our voices and we lift up their souls before you. For, Lord, your arms are not too short that you cannot save. And, Lord, we just cry out and we lift up every unsaved loved one. We lift them up before you, Lord God. And even as we do, Father, we lift up our evangelism team. Lord, as they go out and they cry in the streets, Lord God, as they preach your gospel and reach out to souls Lord God we pray Lord for the salvation of lost souls in the name of the Lord Jesus and father even as we lift them up before you and cry out for you uh, cry out unto you Lord God for them father God we cry out for revival Lord, in this house Lord God revival Lord God in our personal lives revival in our homes Oh Lord we cry out for revival oh God hallelujah father God so that We would no longer keep silent so that we would not be still and reserved, oh God. Hallelujah. We cry, Lord, that you would revive us and restore us, oh Lord. Hallelujah, so that we would not be moved with our emotions and caught up in our feelings. But God help us to press forward and to press forth and to press in, Lord God. Hallelujah. Press into your presence to press into your spirit, to press into the supernatural, to press in, Lord God, to press in. To not be afraid, how to you dare to share your word? To share your gospel? To share the love of Jesus? How do you we would dare to go out and be out of comfort zones? in the mighty name of Jesus that you would anoint them afresh O God, anoint them Lord God to work at the and to win the lost in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah we pray for every EAC minister, every ministry church and parachurch in the name of the Lord Jesus. Great grace be upon each one O God, your blessing and power be manifest in our lives in the mighty As we prepare ourselves uh, Hallelujah For the greatest time of warfare The greatest time of ministry The greatest time of our poem uh, That we've seen, Lord God uh, In the name of the Lord Jesus Hallelujah we pray for Apostle C. We pray for Sister C this morning. We speak grace and blessing and favor and life over them in the name of Jesus. We pray for Pastor Gardner, Lord. We speak the blessing of the Lord over him. We speak grace and favor and strength for his body today in the name of Jesus, yes, God, Lord, we pray for this house. We pray for our leaders, Lord, Bishop and Dr. Shelton. We lift them up before you. We cry out to you, oh God. We cry out, Lord God. Hallelujah. the distress their bodies. We speak healing over them. We speak courage, Lord God. We speak grace, 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 and
2: Welcome all of you on live stream. God is good. I just want to also announce one other little thing. See, these gatherings, we need to take advantage of them. How many of you have watched as the enemy has tried to shut everything down? Including the gathering of the saints. So we need to go to these gatherings. All right? So you need to be here on the 29th and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Now Elder Gloria Duff, there she is right over here. These are all part of our house. Amen. And so we're gathering as intercessors at the Governor William Milliken State Park. And Atwater in Detroit. And that's next Saturday morning. Wow, this is really a hot mic this morning. Woo. Can someone t- maybe, I don't know, turn me down or get rid of the ding? All right. Amen. Now you can hear me, but now it's, whew. I can hear me and then some. Okay, so it's next Saturday morning, 9 a.m. If you meet with us there, we're going to pray our brains out. Amen? We're going to pray your socks right off. All right, so be there. Amen? Amen? I want to share today. This is really... Okay, you're on it. I knew you were. Hey, I love you, Ulysses. I want to share today a word God gave me called Eric. Oh. Okay. That's good. See, the enemy is just a lie. Amen. got to make my hair look good with the mask on now this is not putting down masks okay because we need them but I want to talk to you today about unmasking the enemy amen because we're in that new decade of pay what does pay mean Mouth. Point to your mouth. Go, mouth. That's what I do with my grandbaby. I go, where's your mouth? Mouth. There is a battle, in case you haven't found it yet, there's a battle over your mouth. The enemy wants to come against Your ability to breathe, so he brought COVID. The enemy wants to get you to stop speaking, so he gave you a mask. But see, God uses your mask to keep you safe. See how the enemy lies. He doesn't want you to sing praise. He doesn't want you to worship God because of your breath. He's literally muzzling us. He's a liar. Yeah. See, as goes in the natural, so goes in the spirit realm. Are you with me? Yeah. So in the physical realm, we see the masks everywhere. But see, the people of God care about others. Hello. Don't be murmuring and complaining about your mask. Get a cute one and it won't bother you then. Mine's got scripture. Thanks to Dr. Regina Patrick. Mine says the promise of protection, Psalm 91.6. Do you know what a witnessing tool this mask has been? Because see, the enemy is trying to muzzle us. We cannot be silent. That worship song this morning. Woo! We cannot be silent. We must speak out. Because as what we see going on in the natural, so goes in the spirit realm. There's a war. We're in a war. But before we can go to the battlefield, we have to get to the courtroom. And we have to Repent. Don't be running into the battlefield and you're not properly prepared. You're going to get kicked, bruised, wounded. Get to the courtroom. Put the blood and plead your case before the judge of the universe. Listen to me. He is not a God that wants to just lower the boom and bring judgment. He's a God of redemption. But he also follows the rules. There's a law that says we've got to repent. He says, if my people. And we got to realize that we are in a war. This ain't time to play patty cakes and you're not in a scrimmage. Hello? God showed me that the masks, this battle with the mask is twofold. So I want to point these out to you this morning. The first part of the battle is to unmask the enemy. You unmask him. I call it pulling down the pants of the enemy. And then he goes, ah, and he runs. Unmask him. How do we do that? You got to know who you're fighting. Yeah. See, as Christians, we just want to go run to the battlefield and I bind you, Satan, and bebebebe. Be, be. No, you got to study who your enemy is. You got to know who you're fighting, and you can't get all caught up in what you see. We're just all about the physical, the visible. Get into the mind of the spirit. Bind your mind every day to the mind of Christ. If you get into the habit, you will do it. I bind my mind to the mind of Christ. I bring every thought captive to the obedience of the Lord Jesus. Start getting more spirit. Not all about what's in the natural. Ephesians 5 talks about exposing and unmasking the enemy. See, you got to know who you're fighting. We get all messed up because all we see is the natural. So we think we're fighting our husbands, fighting our wives, fighting our kids, fighting the dog, fighting the neighbor next door, fighting our boss. You're not fighting them. You're fighting the spirits of hell. You don't ask God to crush your husband or your wife. You ask God, you say, I crush the spirits of hell operating. Try to bring division in my home, on my job, with my kids, whatever. How many of you are getting this? Victory is connected to your ability to undisguise the enemy. That's what God said to me. He goes, your victory is according to your ability to dismantle that enemy. And what he's trying to do. And that, saints, comes... From preparation. I mean, come on. Even the military forces of this country go and strategize and study who the enemy is. They spend hours. They spend more time strategizing and looking and researching and examining the enemy than they do going and fighting them. And we go to battle right away. And we just go out swinging. We don't know what we're going to hit. Look at your neighbors that you are not a shotgun. You are called to be a 357 Magnum. How many of you get it? See, it's a matter of victory or defeat. And so we've got to, and he tells us to discern the enemy. Discern the enemy. Know who you're fighting. Discern the enemy. Athletes. Athletes study their opponents. Athletes will watch videos of a game, a football game, a baseball game, a basketball game. They study the opposing team videos. Why? Because they want to see, oh, I see that guy every time he goes for a touchdown, he does this. Every time that guy, you know, does a free throw, he does this. Why? Because they're studying them and they're getting ready to unmask them, take them apart, dismantle them. Do you get it? They spend more time studying the videos of former games than they do playing the actual game. Because we gotta know who we're fighting. We got to know who our enemy is. How can we, how can we as the people of God, because the prophetic voice of the Lord lately has been saying, get, make sure you got oil in your lamp. Make sure you got some oil in your lamp. Don't be left out because you can't run and get it at the last minute. You can't go get your shotguns and your bullets at the last minute. You can't go uh, thinking, what shall I pray at the last minute? What shall I bind today? No, it's got to be right there Holy Ghost. But you got to study, you got to spend time. Here we go again in the presence of the Lord. Listen to me every Saturday, our evangelism team goes out, they spend time preparing in the presence of the Lord, in this sanctuary. In fact, Christine, can you come down here real quick? In fact, they prepare probably for a good hour and a half. Now, I want you to hear this one testimony of what happened yesterday with the family. Because they prepared and they unmasked that devil.
3: We went to Metro Beach yesterday um, after spending some time in prayer, and um, we didn't give anything out. We Sometimes we'll give water, different things, but we just went two by two according to Luke 10. Um, we call it Luke 10 Outreach, where we go and heal the sick. And so we were looking for people that were sick, and uh, oddly enough, we came across some Muslim families that um, were receptive to prayer. So we prayed for several mu- Muslim families, uh, several... Uh, um, international families uh, chinese people from china but anyways as we were leaving in the parking lot there was a muslim family that was just getting there and the women were you know with the head garb and uh there was several men with them children and the holy spirit was just really unctioning the team like this family needs ministry so we got out of the car and they they couldn't speak english no one in the group could speak english So I'm like, Lord, how are we going to present the gospel to them in Arabic? No one on our team speaks Arabic. So we got the translator app, and we asked them if there was anyone in their group that needed healing or needed a miracle. And um, the father father said, well, you know, uh, through much interpretation, I have back pain, and I'm under a doctor's care, so your prayers won't work because my doctor is taking care of it, and... And I'm still in pain, actually. <laughs> so I said, would you allow us to pray? And he said, how? And one of us had the shirt on with the cross. And uh, we said, we, we pray to, to Jesus. And Jesus will heal your back if you allow us to pray. And the whole family, it was like the spotlight was on him. And he was like on the fence. And then he finally said, OK, I will let you pray. And as soon as he said that, the Holy Spirit said, "I've already healed him." (laughs) So it didn't matter who was going to pray for him. It didn't matter what we said or didn't say. It was like he was already healed because God was after that open door, you know. So of course, the 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 one man we had with us on the team, I said, "Would you pray for him?" Um, And uh, he, you know, he prayed. And the guy was was already healed, and so he had never experienced a physical healing. And his and he was doing like this and bending up and down and like how he kept saying how. And the translator, well at this time his little eight year old comes who hallelujah was bilingual, <laughs> and I said you speak English and Arabic, and he said yes yes I speak. It. And so he's so he's explaining the gospel to the the father, to the father. And explaining that Jesus Christ just healed his body. And Jesus Christ, the cross, you know, he died on the cross for you to take your pain and to take your sin. And he wants relationship with you, not just you, but the whole family. And the Holy Spirit stopped us today to talk to you and to tell you about Jesus. And so... Um, they received Christ. (laughs) They received Christ. He wanted Jesus. He said, yes, yes, I will pray. So with the assistance of this eight-year-old child leading his father to the Lord in English and Arabic, the family received Christ, and the kingdom of heaven came on this family in the parking lot, and the peace of God filled this family, Arabic family, dressed in black garb. Then we were able through the help of the small child to teach him how to pray to Jesus, that it's not complicated, you don't gotta do the, you know, all the religious stuff. Just talk to him, just talk to Jesus. Now that Jesus is with you, you just talk to him. And he kept bowing like this to us and saying, Thank you, thank you. And we said, No, don't thank us. Thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. And he did like this.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, discerning the enemy. They spent an hour and a half praying before they headed out there. Preparing. Preparing their hearts. Preparing the hearts of those they would come into contact with. How many of you get excited? We must discern the enemy. Know who you're fighting. Pray for your jobs. Pray for your boss. Pray for your family. Get on your face. Cry out for God to change you. Not everyone else. We get into a disagreement with our mate, and we want God to change them. (laughs) And God says, well, let me work on you first. Hallelujah. We are not in a scrimmage. This counts. This life counts. Are you getting it? And when we don't discern that devil, then we attack our own. That's what happens. Because we get thinking it's all about us and it must be them. Hello. the other day I was uh, counseling and this person was just angry so I looked at him and I said why are you angry well because he I said why are you angry well because he did this I stopped him I said why are you angry I'm trying to tell you I said, exactly, why are you angry? And he just stopped. And they looked at me and said, because I am. Oh, because you are. So can you make a decision to not be angry instead of letting that enemy have a blast? (laughs) Yeah. See, God needs us to use our strategies. God needs us to use the wisdom He gives us. God needs us to use all the benefits and tools and weaponry. Then we go to the battlefield. Unmask that enemy. Go right up and yank his mask off as you pray in the Holy Ghost. Go right up and yank his mask off as you love that person you want to smack. Go up and yank his mask off as you just find scripture that you can decree and declare. The second thing God said, the second part of this battle is that the enemy tries to mask us. He's been trying really hard now since January. I mean, he's gone all out. Did you ever think you'd see a day in America where you had to wear a mask? No. Look at your neighbors say things are changing. But the thing that he means for harm, God uses it. God saves lives with masks. God helps protect us with masks. And like I said, get a cute one. And you won't mind it so much. Get one with scripture. I saw one the other day. It was really cute. This woman had it on. And it looked like her cheeks were all pulled together. And she was blowing a big kiss. Listen. Listen. Don't let that enemy mask you. Now, here's an interesting, this is just interesting. In the Greek, mask translates hypocrite. Ooh. Dr. Cheryl, are you saying we're hypocrites? No, I said, what did I say to you? The enemy is trying to mask you. The enemy is trying to make you be a hypocrite. How? Watch this. In the Greek, of course, the actors on stage wore masks. Right? In the Greek civilization, they would do theater and they would all wear masks. Why? So that you didn't know Who was who? You didn't know that your best friend was the villain because they had a mask on and they were doing a part acting. If we don't get healed of our hurts and wounds, if we don't lay down the past once and for all and get our healing, the enemy masks God's glory in us. If we don't get some healing, God, uh, touch your life and give you, listen, you got hurts and wounds of the past, get them healed. Don't let them mask you for the rest of your life and that's who you are. It's so sick of people telling me, it's just who I am. No, it isn't. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are not the way you were. Don't let that devil lie to you. He's a liar. But he'll want to put that mask on. So nobody sees God's glory in your life. Nope. Nobody sees God's power. You got this mask. This mask that keeps you pulling back pulling back. And nobody can see God's power in your life. But yet, oh, you need Jesus. Come, come get saved because you can be like me. Ew. Ew. Look at your neighbor go, ew. How many of you have met people that you think, I wouldn't want nothing you got? I wouldn't want not a thing that you have. Because if you have Jesus, and that's what you look like, and that's what you act like, I'll just stay a good old sinner. Because the enemy gets to mask them. Saints, you don't get healed of your past and your hurts and your wounds so that you get to jump around and tiptoe through the tulips and eat bonbons the rest of your life, you get your healing so you become a reflection of who he is. And then people meet you, and they think, oh, my God, whatever they have, I've got to have it. Not that you're perfect. Not that you're not going to slip. Not that you're not, but you're going to be so convicted when you do that there comes change change and then sooner or later people meet up with you and they think you aren't you're not so and so no way I knew so and so back way back you're not so and so I am Yippee! how many of you hear me The enemy tries to mask you, mask God's glory in your life, his power. How about miracles, signs, and wonders? He tries to mask that. If he can get you to doubt. Doubt. See, I don't give the devil no glory. Even if I get sick and the doc gives me a script, I take the script and I give God glory for the script and I give God glory when I'm feeling better. And the devil tries to come in and say, oh, you feel better because you took the medicine. I said, squash it, devil, because God uses medicine. So take that. How many of you hear me? But if he can get you to think it's everything but God then people won't see the miracles. People won't see the signs and the wonders. I'll never forget, I had a Jewish eye doctor one time. Dr. Zephyr. And I went in to see him, and I kept tearing and tearing, and it would just drive me crazy. My eye would water. And he says, oh, it's real easy. You have a blocked eye, you know, tear duct. And I said, okay, if that's so easy, what do we do? He goes, well, I have to do some surgery. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) But that's not easy. Oh, yeah, Cheryl, it's in the office, blah, blah, blah. He says, let's schedule it for next week, and you can come back and blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. So I go to this uh, meeting in uh, Ann Arbor with uh, Apostle Barb Yoder. And that is a woman of God, I swear. (laughs) So she's in the meeting, and she's prophesying over a bunch of people, and all of a sudden she goes, Cheryl! I said, yep. She goes, God's touching your eye, and it's not going to tear anymore. She didn't know my eye was tearing. And I said, I receive it, man, because I ain't going and getting no surgery. <laughs> so sure enough, a day later, I was not tearing anymore. So I, says, uh, I called Doc Zephyr, and I said, Doc, I said, I don't need to come in. He goes, what do you mean? I said, I got healed. Jesus healed me. He says, what? I said, yeah, you know, the guy you're still waiting for? He already is here, and he did it. He goes, you're not canceling. Come into this office. Okay. So I get to the office that day, and he looks at my eye and he looks at me, and he looks in my eye, and then he pulls back and looks at me, and he goes over here, and he's looking at my chart, and he goes back over at me, and he looks in my eye. I said, and? He goes, I don't know. He goes, it's not there. He goes, that duct is clear. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, how? I said, Jesus jesus i says i prayed i prayed that god would heal me not for me only but for you he says so now what i said you pray with me i said receive him okay and right there i led him to the lord right there and tears just streaming down his face he goes i never hear of anything like this i said because that devil's a liar See, he tries to mask all your miracles, mask all your signs and your wonders and the things that you can do out of your own hands because of the power of God in your life. Stop looking at how far you have to go. Look how far you've come. Stop whining and crabbing about the state of affairs that we live in. Start saying, okay, God, use me today. What can I do to make a difference? Because I want to pull the mask off of that devil. God, if wearing a mask is going to help me witness to people, then I'll do it. Awesome. If I need to take a jump rope into the store and do three jumps, I don't care, God. Show me what to do. I'm sick of the devil masking me. I'm sick of the devil muzzling up my words, and I'm too afraid to speak. Hello. See, if the enemy can keep you masked in the spirit, he can keep you believing his lie. The minute you hear that little voice in your head go, Oh, you can't do that. You know that's the devil. Oh, well, you can't do that. Well, you can't say that. God don't speak like that. God don't get weird and say, Oh, you can't do that. God will say, What do you want to do? God will ask you questions. God will pose things to you. Unless it's blatant sin, then you don't need a question. (laughs) Hello? Masks in the spirit realm will cover up your emotions. Will cover up the real you. Who was the you before you got wounded? Who was the you before you got hurt? Ask God to bring restoration. If you like to take walks and just enjoy the outside before you got that wounding, and say, God, I just need to get out and go back and walk and enjoy and talk to the Lord. It's time to rest in Him. It's time to rest in Him, not yourself. Not get all caught up with what the enemy's doing and saying did you hear that prophetic word this morning? It's time to rest in his presence. It's kind of like when I babysit my little grandson. He's all crazy and running around now. And so then when it's time to take a little nap, I'll just bundle him in my arms and give him his little bottle before he goes down. And I sing to him, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's the sweetest name I know. And as I sing that to him, he just starts to rest. That's what God wants to do to you. He wants you to just rest in his arms and just chill and let him give you everything that you need to prepare so that you can pull that mask down off the enemy. We've got to see it from God's perspective. We've got to see this whole thing from God's perspective. I love the prophetic voices, but I have to ask God, help me discern them. Help me discern them. And the ones that want to just tell you, oh, there's a storm coming. I'm like the other day, tell me something I don't know. There's always a storm coming when you're walking with Jesus and you're trying to do what's right. But my point is, tell me what to do. Tell me the hope that is in God. See, when a prophet or a voice is saying, God's bringing judgment. Yeah, we know that. But what about us? who are pressing into him, who know him, who are saying, God, I'm crying out for me, my family, the body, this nation. He's going to honor that because he's not a God of judgment only. He's a God of redemption. He doesn't want his people to fear, oh, my God, he's going to cut our heads off. He says, I want you To walk and know there's Goshen. There's a Goshen for my people. Hello? He don't want you walking around in fear. He says, you're called, this is what he said, you're called to be the light of the world. You got the name above every name. You've got the word of God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, you got the very power that raised Jesus from the dead. Now, if you got all that, what are you afraid of? If you got all that and you believe it and you know that he's a God that redeems, he's a God that brings people back to him, not a God who wants to cut everybody's head off and recreate. They're struggling with the um, computer, and that's okay. Write this down. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 8 and 9. I want to read you this from the Message Bible. It says, you know it all. You'll be unmasked, caught, and shown for what you are. Look at you. You know everything but God's word. Do you call that knowing? Ooh. He's talking to the corruption in the land. And he's saying, I'm going to unmask you. That's what God's unmasking in this season. You're going to see more and more exposed. Corruption come down. More and more. And not only exposed and unmasked, but dealt with. Because God is for this nation. God is for the body of Christ. God is for you and your loved ones. He's for you. And he says, and write this one down too. Luke chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. In the Message Bible, it says nothing, nothing will remain covered. We're in it. We're in that season. It's so exciting. It's so awesome to be honored to be alive in this time in the church. God chose you to be alive in this time in the church. Why? Because it's so awesome what he's doing. It's almost like the Israelites coming out of Egypt and parting the sea. You're going to see incredible things. You're seeing it. Awesome. He says, the light should radiate out of you. You know, Moses spent so much time in God's presence that he shined. Let it be for the real deal. So that when you walk through these doors, we don't even need to put light on. We don't even need to burn DTE. Because all together... Altogether, even at home, you folks at home, you should glow in the dark from having spent time with God so you don't even get an electric bill. Shine. Shine for his glory. Shine when you go out there. Shine so that even the unChristians get healed and saved. you getting this? His presence heals and restores. It requires us to have an attitude of repentance. Listen to me. I know people tell me, I'm sick of being told to repent. Then repent for being sick and tired of being told to repent. Because repentance is a gift. He says, it's a gift I give you. And not only that, But repentance means that you turn away. That's awesome. And do you know it's not just for when you get on your face? It's for all day and all night. Walking every minute in an attitude of repentance. Lord, change me. Lord, I'm turning. What I just said... I shouldn't have said, Lord, forgive me. I got to do this. I got to keep moving. God, what I just did, forgive me. I got to turn. I'm turning. I'm going to keep and keep in that attitude of repentance. He says, I want you to be healed. I want you to be made whole. Take communion at home. Listen. Don't argue with anybody. Don't argue with me. Whether it's an ordinance, it's only supposed to be done, such and such, and in a did a da da do And forget it. Get some stinking crackers and water, or juice and bread, and take communion. He says it for as often as you do this. You're remembering me. But not only that, you're making offering. And he says, every time you make offering, uh, that the Father, the judge of the universe, looks down and says, Ah, cool, man, we're destroying. Okay, devil, turn on yourself. And all of a sudden, all them spirits of hell turn on each other. And the battle's over. They destroy each other. Fast. Give up something that you love, not for God. Do it as an act of love for God, but it's to strengthen you. We, you know, when you get home, read Isaiah 60. We radiate His glory, we are God's glory in the earth. You're it. And so if you're God's glory, then your future, what's coming, what's going to happen in your life, it's all tied to your faith and what's in you and of God. Every bit of it. So if you don't speak up, if you don't fight for your faith, if you don't battle and do the warfare, it's all tied together. Your future, the future of our nation, it's tied to where the body is going to take charge and scream out truth and stand for justice and say, no, you're not doing that. Hello? Watch this clip. We can't. Took me a minute. Sorry. Oh, well. It's a really awesome clip. Because it talks about how it's the body, our faith, what we believe is going to determine what goes on out there. It's true. We got to speak up. We got to be the voice. We got to be the ones to say, oh, no. We're not going to stand by and watch that any longer. There's no division here. I see an injustice in my neighborhood. I'm speaking up. I see injustice. I'm going to love, but I'm speaking up. Somebody's going to hear me. I'm not going to walk by and say, well, that's, that doesn't concern me. Uh, that doesn't concern me. I can't be involved in that because, you know, I'm a Christian and I got to blah, 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 blah. Forget the blah, blah. Take a stand. Speak. You see injustice, do something. Do whatever you can do. Don't walk past. You see a a, a young girl or a young boy being pushed into a car, get that license plate and call the cops. Oh, I can't. You know, that doesn't concern me. And and you know what the biggest fear is? They might come and get me. Well, good. (laughs) Preach the gospel. Listen, I'm so serious. Stop with letting injustice pass you by. You're called to do something, be something. Say something. If your own friends, you're in a circle talking and somebody makes an off-colored remark about another race, just stand there and stare at them. That'll get them. And, And just... Excuse me? Well, what? I'm just making a joke. Yeah, but you you need to be the butt of the joke then. Call him on it. The other day I was talking to somebody at the store just sharing about Christ, and they go, um, they're talking about their friend, and, and they said, yeah, uh, I can't remember what the word was, but it was uh, an off-color word for a Mexican. And I knew it, and I just looked at him and I said, you mean Hispanic or Latino or Mexican? And they go, oh, yeah, sorry. And they look at me and they go, but you don't look Mexican. I said, so what? My son is. They go, Oh. Hallelujah. That's right. What does it matter? Cause I don't look it. I don't have to, I can hear it. No. Call people out on junk. Call them out. Speak saints. Let's pray this morning. I'll just keep going and going. Listen, I got to share this one joke before we pray. You know, I was in a long line at 7.45 one day at the grocery store because it, it opens at 8 for the seniors. So we're all standing in line, and this guy comes from the parking lot and tries to cut in, and he's like in his 30s. And he tries to cut in, and uh, this, this lady, man, she's an older woman, and she just gets her purse, man, and she hits him with it. <laughs> So I'm like, wow, you know. And so he runs back out to the parking lot. So then he comes back again. I'm like, man, this guy's bold. And I'm just standing there, and he tries to cut in again. And now this old man who's behind her, he goes and punches him. And the guy, you know, he just gets away from him again, and he almost falls into the parking lot. And so then all of a sudden, he's coming up for a third time. And I thought, this guy's nuts. And all of a sudden, he yells at them all. If you people don't let me unlock the door, none of you are getting into (laughs) shop. Hallelujah. Gotcha. Let's pray this morning. I want you to just stand. We're in his presence. How many of you know it? You sense it. You feel it. Can we do that song as we close? That you did this morning. Because nobody can worship him for you. Nobody can touch God for you. If you were raised in that thinking, it don't work. That it takes somebody bigger and better than you. No, it's you. You touching God and he's going to show you and empower you and impact you to pull that mask off the enemy. Lift your hands this morning. Father, Father, We cry out this morning. First of all, we cry out with repentant hearts. God, we want to walk daily in that gift of repentance. When we've done wrong, we want you to convict us. We want you to nudge us. We want you to shake us. We want to know God so we can turn and go the other way. God, we cry out for repentant hearts this morning. Forgive us. Forgive us, Jesus. Cleanse us with your precious blood. Cleanse our mouths. Cleanse our hearts. Cleanse our actions. Cleanse us with your precious blood. Jesus. Jesus. We just cry out this morning for grace more grace, more mercy. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we're crying out for healing this morning. We need healings, God. Healings in our body, but healings in our soul realm. Healings in our emotions. Healings in our mindsets. And past hurts and wounds, unmask them. Show us, God. Show them to us so that we can pray through them and see you heal, see you restore. Help us, God. Help us. Lord Jesus. We just come before you this morning we want to appropriate the word we want to appropriate the word you gave us this morning God we pull off the mask of the enemy we unmask him this morning in our homes in our jobs in our lives in our communities no longer no longer will we be silent and masked and muzzled no longer I cut it off in the name of Jesus I cut the past off of every person in this room I cut it off in the name of Jesus will not allow the enemy to lie any longer and we ain't buying it. God, we decree and determine not on our watch, devil. You're done. Father, we ask. We ask that your glory shine through us. We ask that your power shine through us. We ask. We asked for signs and wonders and miracles to be worked through us. Father, we receive it all this morning. Come on, just begin to receive it. Be, just begin to thank Him and say, I receive it, God. I receive it. I receive everything that you have for me today. come on just begin to worship him
0: want y'all say? It.